free of getting wiped out from something like a global pandemic. Mm -hmm. And of course, at that time, the big rush was converting a lot of your physical products into digital products or getting yourself set up to have the right camera or the right lighting or the right sound. Like there were many different variations and changes that people had to make to go from being a physical, say, in-store type of business or just a, a business that was in general operating in what the world was accustomed to at that time. Mm -hmm. And they had to make a lot of adjustments really, really quick. And some people couldn't really make those transitions, whether it be because there were so many people trying to make the same change at the same time, or they simply lacked the technical skills to make that adjustment. So I think at that time, the conversation was very almost motivating for a lot of people. Like it was, it was cool to be talked about, but quite frankly, you are never in a position to be pandemic proof, recession proof, or anything proof if you don't do something during these types of times when nothing is going on or when things are somewhat normal. Of course, there are crazy things going on around the world to, to some extent, but this is the time that you start having some conversations around, hey, what were to happen if we were to lose our biggest client? Would we still be in business? Hey, what were to happen if, you know, something drastic like the pandemic happens again and we had to shut down? In short, the idea of putting ourselves in a position that regardless of what happens in the world, whether it's a crazy event or just the future and the expansion of what we're doing now, are we in position and prepared to do that? So just wanted to have a conversation around that, Nix, and kind of see uh, what are you doing? I got a couple of things that I wanted to speak to and share as well, but... Yeah, let me know um, what are you doing to put yourself in position for the future? And uh, what do you do from time to time to kind of like pressure test yourself or your stuff to make sure that things can survive the test of time? Uh, I think I don't necessarily worry about different, I'll call it waves, right? So regardless if there's going to be a pandemic, a recession, anything like that, I don't necessarily worry about it too much just because I concentrate more on making the brand a need and not a want, right? So no matter what would happen as far as um, people unfortunately losing some jobs, um, you know, maybe... At, like let's say uh only confined to their crib things like that the brand that i've built is something that people will always watch and will always need to learn and so it's important to position your brand more into a need in somebody's life like an essential need i learned that definitely in the pandemic like we stopped a lot of things. Certain brands really took a huge hit because it wasn't uh, an essential need. Like we could mm -hmm. do without during this time period, right? Um, what was it? For, for example, uh, except for after, now everybody was buying Rollies. We weren't going nowhere. No one was buying Rollies. Right. No one was buying Louis. No one, no one was stocking up on it like, yo, Okay, I could buy it all now. No, that's that's a want. 
you know that's not necessarily a need especially when you're at the crib doing nothing you feel me no one's looking at you whoop de woo so positioning my brand and and what we have as more of a need is my primary thing now from a future standpoint I go with where is the attention going you know so of course you mentioned nfts um you know what is certain tech situations happening because tech isn't going anywhere right tech is just growing and growing i'm looking at you know ar situations uh for those people who don't know what that means as uh augmented reality uh looking into that where where people is still very ahead so you know how do you tap in in the right time with that um so just certain trends as far as they may be making a little noise right now but it's probably because timing you know it's it's probably going to work out another couple of years or so and so that's mainly kind of the things that you know I think I like that. What do you mean by like when you say making the brand a need and not a want? So how 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 would someone do that? Like, would you say cover the basics? Like, I think one of my favorite things that I've seen you do is you cover some of the most simple features. For example, like the one that I, that comes to mind is how to quickly archive some of your older posts. Yeah, like. It was one of the most simple things, right? It, it didn't require a video crew. It didn't require a whole ton of editing. I imagine it probably took you maybe 10 minutes at most to make, yeah. but it was very functional in terms of its use. So when you say become a need and not a want, is that an indicator for many businesses and brands to cover the basics or the fundamentals of whatever industry or niche that they're in? Or does that mean, you know, something else? No, it's not necessarily going through the basics, right? That That's more of, and I went over it yesterday, like consumable content, right? Things that no matter what level people are in, if they're interested in your your industry, you have to create consumable content uh, for like a level zero all the way up to whatever level that you're in, right? So that's mainly for that. What I, what I mainly mean for a need is understanding what people need in this season, right? Mm. So um, if you think from a very basic level, uh, food, shelter, you know, that's, that's a need, right? Can't live without it. Now, what ends up being a need now is social media. Certain people need that sort of entertainment, motivation, education in their lives. We're acting like crackheads when it's down. So it's a need, right? Um, but also with certain people when it came to pandemic, when certain people couldn't go outside, when businesses were closing, it was so essential to have your business online. And so you're going to have to tap in to understanding how to create content to bring awareness to your brand 
that may just be starting right now or who needs more awareness or who needs to monetize during this time because I can't necessarily go outside, right? Um, also with the talks of recession, right? It still becomes a need because you should be creating a brand that isn't touched necessarily through inflation and stocks going down and things like that. Like you're still making money somehow, some way. So you're going to need to tap in to the certain things that I do, the certain things that we do together, because these are all now, nowadays, essential. Now, if this was, I don't know, 15, 20 years ago, maybe not so much, but how things have evolved to where it is strictly on a content basis without content you don't necessarily have a brand right cnn is not just on your tv anymore cnn is on social media cnn has a website and producing content on a regular basis so yeah it becomes more when you look at what's happening now and really seeing what people need that's good i like that i like that one of the one of the cheat codes, and I'll cover a few of them, right? Because I actually am pretty fascinated with this idea because I've had to deal with it, I want to say at least twice in my own kind of like personal career mm -hmm. where the move that I made during one season is what helped me survive the, the shakeup, right? It was like, oh, had you not done that, man, God knows what would have happened, you know, had you just been like, oh, no, I'm good right here. Like, I like what I'm doing, or this is great, or this is what I, how I want to continue to do it. It's always good to kind of pressure test, right? And that's why I start there first and then say also go into the future. So here's one thing that I think everyone should do at least once a year, right, is to track the market cap of your industry, right? And I know that that may sound real fancy, but it's not. You can simply say, like, for example, you might say oh, for myself, right? I'm in the, let's say, professional development, training and professional development world. You could simply just Google that and say, what is the market cap of the professional development industry? Mm -hmm. Which is really just a summary of what is the total worth and the money that's being spent on a yearly basis in the industry that you're in. And if you track that on an annual basis, you'll see year to year is your market cap or the market cap of your industry is it declining? Is it going down? Or is it going up? All right. So on a very simple level, one of the first things that you can do is to track the market cap of your industry, and it'll show you some trends as to what's happening, right? It should at least raise a flag for you. And I'm not saying that if your market cap of the industry is going down, then that means you're bound to go out of business or it's no longer uh, uh, worth being in that space. But it should at least give you an indicator that, hey, you probably need to do a little bit of digging. Maybe you've had your head down too much working in the business that you haven't had an opportunity to look up and see, okay, when's the next exit? Or where are we really going? Or what's changing, right? So very simple, looking at the market cap, I think that's going to give you an indicator to know, okay, what's happening? Can I make some adjustments? Do I need to prepare myself for anything? or what's going on. So that's a, that's a great way to do it. The, the second thing is 
and and now I'll jump into the future. At least one of the things that I'm thinking about heavily and and talking to a lot of people about, or a few people, I should say, not a lot, but talking to a few people about and looking to utilize and build resources in that space is to how can I build something that requires and creates higher paying jobs? Here's what I mean by that. Usually as minority and black and brown uh, uh, people or, or people who start businesses of that community, we typically create jobs that are, you know, I don't want to say low-paying jobs, but they're minimal-paying jobs, right? They could be, it could be a job around, uh, I don't know, administrative work, or uh, like they just fill those essential needs that Nikki spoke to. But very few of us, very few of us, are able to build jobs or create jobs through what we're doing that require you to hire people that are uh, engineers, right? Uh, lawyers or uh, people in some of these like futuristic concepts that we talked about. So whether it be blockchain or uh, 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 AR, like any, any one of those things. So imagine that you create something that calls on you or puts you in a position that you have to hire people that are making well over 200 grand a year. That's an interesting scenario. So here's why I'm saying that you should think about incorporating some of these elements into your business. Number one, the caliber of person that you attract when that is the, the salary that you're offering someone is totally different than of course, when you're offering a salary that say that's $50,000 a year, right? It's a totally different, a different concept. On top of that, which is what I'm even most obsessed with, we're now able to put our people in positions that really help them to stay ahead, mm -hmm. which is the greatest thing, right? It's like you no longer are just creating a hamster wheel where people can just literally, ah, I don't know, they're just surviving, but they're not jumping ahead. So now my mind is on how can I create uh, infrastructure and technology, specifically technology, where I'm forced to hire a higher caliber uh, uh, team member or person to keep those things in place rather than, uh, I don't know, someone who can just keep up uh, our favorite thing, a funnel. I, I'm, I'm thinking about that because of those two things. And also, if you think about it, there's never a shortage of workers when it comes to that. It's competitive. Right. It's competitive, like, yeah, you might get to a point where you're competing over the best developers with Apple, Google, Microsoft, and some of these big players. So you're competing for talent, but there's never a shortage. Like like when people are saying, oh, the 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 big resignation that's happening right now, people are walking out of their jobs or they're not, they're, they're, they don't wanna work. Well, you can't really blame them. For some people, and I know this because I'm involved in a business where I'm consistently hiring and interviewing people, for some people, their argument is, if I have to pay more for my child's daycare than what I'm making at work, right? why go to work? Um, so that raised that first big question, right? Well, well, if we created jobs that pay people at what's considered, I don't know, the top 10 or 20% of America, or maybe even higher, then you're not choosing between childcare and and work, 
It's like, oh, it's a no brainer. I'm creating a future for my child. So I'll go to work. So yeah, that's where my mind has been just because I'm like really practically on the ground with some of these things now that I'm starting to think about it from a different viewpoint. And I'm like, yeah, as much as some of what we're doing or some of what is popular is fun. Uh, we, we joked around and we said impact isn't impacting, uh, like, like it used to, you know, because, uh, it just, the industry is changing a little bit. So from my standpoint, that's the one thing that I'm looking at. It's like, okay, how can we go away from minimal wage jobs or creating minimal wage jobs, challenging ourselves to create higher paying jobs for people that one attract higher and greater quality candidates for us. We put those people in positions that they can grow and develop. And then at the same time, we're future proofing our business because now we're jumping ahead. Talk about uh, just developing both the comfort and the confidence to change or upgrade your bread and butter. Because I'm like, and again, it's, it's one of those things where it's like a very fine line because something that's always worked for you traditionally. And it's like, well, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But it starts to go out of style yeah. or it's not as effective, but it's a slow bleed. It's a slow leak, right? Like, it's not like the pipes burst and you're like, oh my God, we have an emergency. <laughs> it's like, th th that's easier to know that you got to fix. But oh, that slow leak where it's like, oh, okay, I'm, maybe it's just minus two or the numbers is just dropping slightly. It's like, yo, but, but really it's an indicator that it's not working. Uh, talk about developing the comfort to change, the confidence to change from something that has been your bread and butter. I think you just can't get emotionally attached to, to things that you do from a branding and business side because of how much it fluctuates. Right. Um, you just have to be okay with there's a time period for everything, for every idea that doesn't necessarily mean it will last forever. We hope it would. It probably has a very long uh, lifespan, but something that light lasts forever isn't necessarily true. Everything transforms into something bigger, right? Mm -hmm. If you know how to play it right. Um, so when we're starting to see things go down, we have to really measure if this is something that is a temporary wave down, you know, or is this really something that we have to pay attention to? And then always having an idea in the back, like, I understand ideas have to, like, once they get executed, they're going to die after a while. What is something that once this dies, we can try this, we can bring this to life, we can put all our energy over here. But some people are trying to put those, you know, when somebody has a heart attack or like lost life and they have those pads, some, yeah. some people are trying to put those pads on too many times. And it's like, yo, let, let that thing die. It's okay. Like, it's cool. Yeah there's something else that you need to put energy to, you know, there was, um, I dealt with this with, uh, with Instagram. Like there was a, a thing where my tweets were working on Instagram for a while, just flat out, just the picture. It was a, it was an audience favorite. 
So I would make a whole roll for it. Um, I started seeing that it was slowly not working anymore. And I wasn't emotionally attached to anything that happens when it comes to my brand. Because I'm understanding that things evolve and things change constantly. And this just may have been that time is up on this one. What are we going to do? Can we give it a different facelift? You know, so I made the tweet into... I'll bring it back once in a while as a video, you know, just to see how it runs with that, make it into a seven second video and keep it moving. But like never in, uh, even with um some of the things that we just did with like I2M and the launch of that, I'm not emotionally attached when it is working or if it's not working. I'm not emotionally attached to either of them. It's more of what makes sense. How can we make this last for the long term? How can we enjoy? Um, how can we enjoy doing what we're doing as well as serving the people, but as well as seeing the numbers that the the people are enjoying it as well. <laughs>